But I want to start with Hank Scheinkoff, and thank you very much, Hank, for joining us. I'm very happy to be with you, Dominic. I hope everything's going great. Yes. So the red wave failed to materialize, but congressional Republicans, at least in New York, did well. The top of the ticket, Lee Zeldin in New York, did not win. I predicted Hank Scheinkoff a red wave, and it did not happen. Why? I thought there'd be a red wave across the country, too, Dominic, quite frankly. Why did it not happen that way? You know, we're just lucky. You know, Joe Biden is really the big winner here. Um, we've had the general. This is the smallest the number of seats lost by the party in power to the party out of power in the midterm in, in 20 years. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. Also credit the wisdom of the American population, the American public, the voting public. It's not about Republicans or Democrats. It's about a system that they worry was out of control. When you saw the idea that democracy was in trouble pop up on polls, when the antidote was people engaging in a kind of behavior that would make the system more stable, not less. And that's very important. Okay, so uh, political consultant Hank Scheinkoff, let's talk about the uh, governor's race, Lee Zeldin, Governor Kathy Hochul. Uh, why did Zeldin come up short? We know, we know he was facing an uphill battle, almost an impossible battle to begin with when you look at enrollment numbers. But what happened? In fact, it wasn't. You're exactly correct, Dominic. It's an impossible battle for Republicans. It's not been done since 1994. Why? The registration, the enrollment numbers are difficult to overcome. Zeldin had particular problems. His problems: Donald Trump, abortion, guns, and um, the insurrection. <laughs> Simple. He just had all those problems as one. He did. He did things that were just not quite correct, like bring DeSantis to uh, New York to campaign for him. Ridiculous. All that did was reinforce his radicalism to people. Uh, Kathy Hochul had a lot more money. She spent it wisely in the last couple of weeks. Before that, it was spent badly. It was a bad campaign that she ran. Blame the advisors. Don't blame the governor. She uh, is one tough cookie, as they like to say. They used to say to me in the South Bronx. And uh, she fought very hard. But Zeldin had an uphill battle. And the campaign he ran wasn't very good until the last uh, couple of weeks when some money came in. We are chatting with political consultant Hank Scheinkoff, and, and I know you're going to say this is a hypothetical that we'll never know the answer to. But in the, in, the, in the end of the campaign, the final days of the campaign, Hochul brought in every major Democrat nationally you could think of. If she did not have that advantage, what do you think would have happened? Well, you know, let's, Dominic, let's dig a little deeper into that for a moment. Not only did she bring in every possible Democrat, but she brought in Democrats who were highly popular with African-American voters. What the data showed, apparently, based upon what we know, what we can surmise, is that she, had, she up to that point, hadn't created a lot of excitement among African-Americans, the most loyal portion of the Democratic Party voting electorate, and especially prominent and significant in New York City, where if you don't win New York City or you don't win the black vote, you're not going to win New York City probably, right? So she brought in Bill Clinton, and she brought in Barack Obama, and she brought in everybody else, and she made it personal for African-American voters. The result, Rodney's Bashat was able to deliver a large vote in Brooklyn, regardless of what some may say. Uh, the Queens numbers popped up. The Bronx numbers were not great, but they were better than they would have been. So it was a smart move on her part. I believe the governor took control of the campaign toward the end, knowing that she was flagging and got tired of it. Why? She's a fighter. She doesn't give up easy.
Explain this one to me. Sean Patrick Maloney goes down uh, in defeat. Democrat, what happened in that race? Likely not in touch with the, just the district that he inherited. It's not the district that, was, that he originally had, number one. Number two, in suburban vote, and that's really still considered a suburban area in many ways, um, close enough to New York, and people who have houses there left New York, cause, New York City because they didn't want to be um, – they didn't want to put up with what was here. When the crime thing broke, he paid the price. And so what happened to congressional, Republicans, congressional members in New York who were defeated, it was in places where, frankly, the people didn't want crime and they didn't want New York City, and they were very worried about chaos and the cost of living. And so you put that all together, and you got to find a Democrat to blame. What better Democrat is there a guy that you don't exactly know who's also an officer of the National Democratic Party? Interesting. So Governor Hoku makes history as the first woman elected uh, in New York as New York uh, governor statewide. Control of the Senate is up in the air. Trump allies fall short. And Democrats over perform is is that correct Hank Sheinkoff they perform and in an an historical fashion they do much better than people think which is not about partisanship but about as I said before Dominic but a desire by the American people for no more chaos more 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 stability Donald Trump big loser Joe Biden big winner DeSantis of Florida big winner he turns Florida from a from a state that we could be, you could say, would go either way, really, to be, you know, it's kind of in play. It's a swing state, no longer the case. It is now red as red can be, and DeSantis is a big winner here. Well, you mentioned Governor DeSantis. What would a primary against former Trump, former President Donald Trump, and Governor Ron DeSantis, what does that look like, Hank Cheinkoff? I think DeSantis wins it, and I'll tell you why. Um, he'll do much better immediately in the South. Trump will have had his legal problems paraded for months uh, in the press. Uh, he's got uh, criminal. He's got potential criminal issues. He has uh, he has civil issues. Um, DeSantis is a very good fundraiser, and Trump has just failed. I mean, the candidates overall that he endorsed, even those who won, walked away from him. Ryan in Ohio, who beat uh, excuse me Vance, who beat Ryan in Ohio for the U.S. Senate seat, there didn't mention Donald Trump. He just kept going. Donald Trump is a liability for Republicans, and they know it now, and they see DeSantis as the way out. He's finally the excuse to walk away from the Trump years. Interesting. In Georgia, Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock, who wins the runoff? What does that uh, runoff race look like? Well, the, the you know, Herschel Walker would have been in better position if the votes uh, for Kemp, the governor, had been stronger, but they weren't. I would have pushed him in. Now uh, now he's going to face a runoff, and uh, that's not good news because the last time someone faced a runoff with uh, Reverend Warnock, Reverend Warnock is the one who went to the Senate, not the other fellow. So you got to give Warnock an edge here. The amount of money that we spent in that runoff is hard to, be, hard to imagine. It'll probably pay off the national debt of one of the countries in, in Central America. You know, significant. Well, political consultant Hank Sheinkoff, as always, we thank you for joining us. I look forward to chatting with you in the future.